In this episode, we learn how to take information and immersify it as a GM and as a player. Make sure to like, follow, and subscribe, whether you're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. And share this episode with a friend if you'd be so kind. My name is GM Smudge, and welcome to the SmudgeCast. Hello friends, D&D nerds, newbies, and veterans alike. Welcome back, and I want to dive right into this. Whether you're a first-time GM or a player or you've been playing for decades, I don't care how important your details are for your game or your character. If that information does not support immersion, then it's not helpful information. Let, let me put it this way. Let me, let me define immersion for us because I think this is pivotal for us to experience D&D in a amazing way. Immersion is really the act of putting something completely into another. Immersive immersion, immersive storytelling. And D&D, it looks like being put into the story, into the world, into your character completely. And 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 I think what was helpful for me in understanding immersion and really to take my story to a whole nother level is to break down D&D into three parts first. And I'd like to put it into this, these three ways. And this isn't new information. This isn't new to break down D&D in these three parts. But just for us to learn and to understand, it is one, combat. Two, role play or a social interaction of sorts. And three, exploration. And I find that each part offers a different experience for your game, right? We can turn those three, those level levers up a little bit depending on what you like, right? Like if you really love combat, so you're going to just, you're going to do more of that or role play or exploration, whatever it looks like and what you want, you could dial those up a little bit more to suit your game and, and your play style. However, if we're not careful... If we're not careful, we can experience all three aspects of D&D as informational understanding, literally like going to school, sitting in on a lecture in, in uh, a university. Uh, but what do good teachers do? They create different experiences so that you can learn in an interesting way. So that it might be able to stick in your mind in a different way that might be better than just sitting there and listening to information. Yeah, the information is useful. It's important. It's foundational. But it's boring. <laughs> it's so lame. It's it's interesting with D&D because a lot of times information can be heard but not felt, right? It can be logistical, but not experiential. It can really feel like a formal, robotic, and I'm going to be honest, it can just feel awkward. Like, I've, I, it doesn't matter if you're watching these pros play or if you're watching it on Twitch or you're experiencing yourself. It can just be so awkward sitting in and, and it just feels like you roll your dice and you learn about what's in the room and it just is like, wait, am I even in the room? Like, it, it just feels so informational. Now, again, you need information. Like, you need it to understand what's going on. You can have information, though, without immersion. But you can't have immersion without information. So, like I said, it's key. It's the baseline. It's the jumping point. But you, it's, it's not the point that you stay at. And with that, 
I would want to choose immersion over information. It's kind of like a value that I have for my games as a player when I play and as a GM when I play. And I think that there are real and helpful ways to take your information, your backstory you want to share, what's in the room, how you're experiencing your dungeon, what the BBEG looks like standing directly in front of you, or what the hell the room actually looks like. And... I'm passionate about this because, like I've said, if you as a player or a GM come away from your game not feeling like you were like, put inside your story completely, that's a huge miss. It's a huge miss. You just spent three to four hours sitting with a group of people, spending time building that character sheet, building out your backstory, building that out, or as a GM, building out this world and the story as much as you can. And if people just come away with feeling like, this was just like a lecture or this was just like a classroom. So it just, that's a huge, huge miss. Now there's always more to experience in this improvised collaborative story we can all experience. And let's not settle on robotic games. So I want to provide you a couple ways that you can immersify your information. Let's dig in. Number one, of course, this is super simple, but keep it short and simple because Pacing is king. It's connected directly to your information and immersion. If you watched movies, if you read books, there's, there's a pace. Pay attention to how the plot is moving forward, how the information is actually being provided to the audience, right? There's a pace. Sometimes it's extremely fast and abrupt. Sometimes it's really slow and drawn out. The pace matters and and the people that are writing it or telling that story are doing so, providing that information in a very strategic way. And within D&D, it's connected because it refers to how fast or story the, or how slow the story is actually moving. And depending on your story moments in your game, you may need to speed it up or slow it down. And so it's all about learning what to say, uh, when to say it, who to say it to, why. And, and once you do that, once you learn that properly and in a really healthy way as a player and a GM, you're gonna 10x your experience in your game. I have a game that I'm running right now and it blows my mind even thinking about it. It's, it's once a week and it's one hour. It's a one-hour virtual session. One freaking hour. Can you imagine playing your D&D session that you're in right now as a GM or player for only an hour? For me, I can't go both as a GM or player and, and have these like massive monologues or explaining what's around and what the person is wearing, like the who the group is talking to. Like I have to really deduct the details. And that's what I call it, detail deduction. Like instead of saying... You know, the guard is wearing a full metallic armored suit that has rust-covered elbows, and they have, like, this this long sword across their back with yellow blonde hair and a nose that comes to a point, etc., blah, blah, blah. Instead, because I only have an hour and I have this information, I need to I need to fit it all in, I, I basically say, yeah, there's, there's a male or female or whoever uh, armored and armed guard with blonde hair. Because of the lack of time I have in that game, I need to get to the point fast and then let the players use their imagination to tell the story. So if, you know, if they need more information or they need extra details, they ask. And if it matters, I'll give it to them. If it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. I'll just tell them something, you know. Um, but if you have a three or to four hour game, you can have, you know, you can more or less you know, lose on this a bit. But remember, um, it's not a novel. You're not writing a novel, GMs. 
players, your backstory is important, but it's it's not the main crux of your story. It could be a potential plot point or movement or integration, but it's not the main point. This is D&D, people. The details can be experiential only if they do really matter. <laughs> and if I'm being honest, I feel like I can, I'm failing on this a bit at times, you know, letting moments happen, but also, you know, the fate of the world's also happening, but also combat needs to happen. And I only have an hour. And so it's been, it's been really, you know, a struggle for me. And so what I'm even sharing right now, I'm learning for myself because it's still, no matter what, even if you're playing for an hour, three to four hours, 10 hours, keep it simple, keep it short, keep it simple. I have to constantly do that. And, and the way that I do that as a GM is, is I write out all of my details pre-session and then simplify it down to its core, right? And I would even say, GMs, and I would be strategic in this way, I would budget about three to five main scenes per session, depending on the scene type. And, you know, I, I, whether that's an interrogation scene, an espionage scene, a, a smuggle scene, you know, revelries, a, a chase scene, uh, shameless plug here, uh, go to my Instagram, GM Smudge. Uh, if you want, I have a full scene list or session list, the uh, similar ones I just described right now, to be able to implement to your games, GMs, in a way that would be so helpful. So you're not playing the same uh, experience every week, but it gives a, it gives a different flavor and flair to your party and players. If you want this to provide it for your GM, this could be really huge for you. Anyway, message me on Instagram at GM smudge. I'll give that to you anyway. And from uh, a player's perspective on this, I would rather role play out a moment for five to 10 minutes that matters to the story than role play out a 30 plus minute moment that actually doesn't matter. And sometimes doesn't even include everybody like, come on people, players, we need to keep our moments short. So again, GMs were keeping it short players. We need to keep it short too. If you notice one person is kind of feeling the spotlight for the session, let them have it for the night. You can have yours next week. Coordinate with your group. One less person trying to be at the center of attention is actually going to allow everyone to make sense of what they want to talk through and about. And juggling all that information can be just a lot. So overall, what we're getting at here is the skill to learn is in staying immersed is learning how to pace, slowing it down, moving it along your story. It does take time and really like story awareness, but start to kind of feel out the moments, both GMs and players. Keep it short, keep it simple. Number two, um, <laughs> this is kind of silly. Your energy matters. Okay? And I want to be very careful on this because uh, I I want to share this and, and what I found to be successful as a player and GM, but it can kind of come across as like, well, that's not how my personality is. So I want to be careful of that. But however, it does matter a little bit. Your energy as a person matters. Your attitude, how you present yourself, or the way that you play your character, or how you come across as a GM, it really does matter if you want to immersify your games and getting a culture of your group of we get immersed in our games. And the way that you receive information and then deliver that information can immerse or uninvolve your group. So as a GM, you need to, this is silly, but it's, it's so true. You need to sit up. You need to look at everyone in the eye. You need to be loud. You need to control the group, move the story along. Don't let it sit too long in different moments. Set the tone and the texture and, and, and be in control. And as players, you need to 
Sit up as well. Engage the party verbally and, and physically. Stay together. Oh, man, if I could just echo that. Stay together. Quit breaking up apart <laughs> with each other. Make good decisions, right, based on your story. Yeah, sometimes we just want to be stupid and do our own thing, which actually might be really fun, and that's totally cool, and I do that as well. But we as players and GMs, the way that we present ourselves in our game if we're on our phones, if whatever, if you got RBF, trust me, it does happen. We need to just get loud and move the freaking story along because hashtag shopping is only fun for five minutes. <laughs> okay. It's only fun for a couple minutes and then let's go, uh, kick some ass. Can we do that? Please. So your energy matters and how you present yourself. Number three, play out the information. Now this is kind of interesting because I found in the current campaign that I'm running that we've been doing flashbacks for a particular character uh, within the memories and just kind of, uh, it's just been a fun immersive experience for them and then for the party as well. But for the most recent one, we actually turned it into sort of a ghost of Christmas past uh, sort of moment so that the other members who were there got to be in the memory as their characters um, and as the player got to explain and describe it all. So it was this very unique and interesting moment, but it doesn't always make sense for every game or for every player or for every session. However, I do find that this Im this immersed the player in their backstory. And interestingly, I think it, it provided the group a way to enjoy the backstory moment more than just telling the group what happened, right? And, and that's kind of what I mean, is taking information to the next level and to create... Um, immersive experiences for everyone to enjoy. You could do... You know, some like iconic everyone step away and, and leave that one player and talk to that one player. And I would maybe not do this every session or every maybe every 20 sessions, maybe even um, whatever makes sense. You could do, you know, if your group's in person, maybe take a scene that's in a library and turn your D&D room or whatever into a library and uh, or whatever and, and information that you were actually going to give them and uh, to the to the group. They can kind of like feel a little bit more immersed because they're like in a library. Right. I don't know. Just play around with your players and. GMs with with ways you can get a little bit more immersed together with the way that you're providing simple information in an immersive way. So again, with the kind of the play out of the information, that's just one specific idea of like having these specific flashback moments that the players not just like told, like for instance, if a player wanted to tell about a backstory, let's like play out that backstory, but the players of the, ground, of the other players get to be in the room as well, kind of like watching like ghosts kind of a thing. Hopefully that makes sense to you. But again, thinking out loud, you could also do like um like a tarot card reading, a crystal ball reading, <laughs> make a bar tavern in your kitchen. You know, just a couple funny, silly ways there or, or have um, a scene. You know, oh, this could actually be a really good idea. You have a scene, right? And the GM who is playing that specific character that's providing you information, that character actually leaves in the game, but the GM doesn't leave. But then actually have the GM leave. And now the party is there without the GM. And then they're getting, you know, to be there and to talk and to play out sort of what was that information all about while the GM and that, you know, NPC is gone. I think that's interesting. I actually, I'm going to write that down. I think that's a really good idea. Um, <laughs> but play out that information in interesting flashbacks that could actually uh, get everyone to be a little bit more immersed than just experiencing information uh, at your table. Um, and, and honestly, short and sweet here, uh, last one I actually have is, is set the mood. Yeah. Like, like totally set your mood here because I think a fun addition, if you have at least one person in your group that's creative or 
artsy or has a knack of like creating is like I kind of alluded to earlier, like get your room set up person, <laughs> get some cool lights set up, clean up your area. It's okay. You don't, yeah, you you might be in Tyler's dorm room, but like, yeah, have them like at least like vacuum. <laughs> I don't know. Set the mood a little bit, turn on, turn off lights, whatever, uh, set it up. Well, get some snacks, get just create an environment or an aesthetic where people aren't having to like juggle your area and trying to juggle being comfortable or not. Like that's huge for people in, in my opinion. I think if people aren't comfortable, then how are they going to pretend? Um, I think only, I think there are a few people out there that can create and be creative and be kind of like unashamed of the creativity based on the atmosphere that they're in. Uh, maybe I'll speak on maybe just for myself. I think when there's moments where I'm in a room, I'm in a D&D session, I'm in a place that just feels not comfortable, doesn't feel homey, I don't feel like I can express myself, then I'm not going to allow myself to jump straight into my character or into the story or get immersed based on what's actually happened. So I think it's important that you really do get your room cleaned up, get it all set up, make it look cool as best as you can. I'm not saying you have to spend thousands of dollars or whatever, but set it up in a way that's going to be meaningful for everybody. And then also maybe get some good dope props. I don't know. If you, again, get that. There's always one creative person. And GM out there, don't feel like you're, oh, I'm going to spoil my story if I tell them to make us a map. They don't care. They're at the, that's that doesn't matter. I think another point to D and D is is this collaboration that we talk about, but in such a way where they're getting to create outside of just their singular character. Like I, I have family and friends that I play D and D for years with that like love, absolutely love to create and to build and to like, and I'm talking about literally like terrain, paint minis, create dice, create maps. Uh, create prop all the all the things and so like we've done it where you know we talk about hey in this upcoming session do you have this and this i could make it awesome that's going to set the mood even more uh, i don't i can't tell you how many times i've created like healing potions maps letters i'm telling you if there's someone out there that can just learn how to just go on microsoft office or microsoft word excuse me and write out a letter, find, get a good font, make a letter, put some tea water, like tea, like dye the paper in tea and just like burn the edges. Your players are going to flip out <laughs> with how, how like, oh my gosh, this is the letter. This is the physical letter that my play, my characters are reading and I'm reading it too. As a, they're going to freak out, even take it to the next level and make a magic item. I did that once and it was so fun. And I think my player really enjoyed it. Um, and kind of created more history and story for their uh, their character based on them. So, in general, take this information of your game. Take the details. Take what is being said literally, verbally, out. And try to use that information in such a way where then you can make good decisions and act on those decisions in or act on that information in a way that's going to immersify your game and immersify you as a player. And this might feel kind of like metagamey ish in some way, but that's kind of the point. Like we'll get to that in another episode, but like, you know, metagaming is just part of it all. Like it really is. And so I, I hope this week, 
I hope this week you can let your details, your information, become more than just that, but that you can get immersed in your story. And we just, like we said, we just blew through these. It doesn't take a lot. It's just a couple, couple simple things. Just really keep your information, keep your details short and simple. No monologues. Just like get everybody in, get them what they need to know, and enjoy the time, right? Your energy matters. The way that you present yourself and the way that you, you know, you you pay attention in your group, it matters, GM. It matters, player. Um, play out some information in, in a unique way. Play out that info, whatever way that you can create it. Uh, backstory, uh, flashbacks, literal, you know, interesting creative moments. And allow the players to chime in right? And then let's set the mood, set the mood so that we can all kind of sit there, smile and enjoy and see the aesthetics of the room and allow that our creativity come out because we are comfortable to sit in, in this space and enjoy it. And do me a favor to like, subscribe, hit the bell for all the notifications, follow on Spotify and Apple Podcasts so that you can get notified each week when an episode does drop. And please share. Uh, again, we I really want to make sure that we can help as many people as we can with uh, their games and their story with these simple 30 minute or less uh, episodes to just, you know, drive to work in or, uh, I don't know, take a shower or, uh, you know, while they're cooking, just to get some inf- to get their heads thinking about their story and helping put to practice good storytelling for your D&D games. And, and that's for GMs and players. And do me a favor too, comment below. I'm curious, how immersed are you in your games right now? Are your games really like information? Are they like very formal? Or do you feel like you're in it? And, and maybe, you know, think about what's lacking right now. I'd uh, love to hear and to talk through it with you uh, in, in the comment section of Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or YouTube. And please hit me up on Instagram at GMSmudge. Love for the past couple uh, past couple weeks for people to be reaching out and, and just we've been able to just enjoy some storytelling and talk through it. That's been fun. Please do that. Love to support you any way I can. And lastly, make sure to add value to your game so that your game becomes more memorable. See you later.